everybody, this is Tracy, and I'm delighted you've joined me for this episode of Good Life Stories. I created this podcast because I believe we are all seeking connection, and what better way to do that than through story? So get ready. These stories are meant to suck you in. Welcome to Good Life Stories. Hey, everybody. This is Tracy Crowley, your host of Good Life Stories. All right, we are back again today with my friend Rory Miller. Last time we heard about his boating adventure across the Atlantic. And today I want you to hear about Rory's adventures with martial arts, how he got started in them, exposed to them, what he's learned, and just hearing some of his thoughts around that entire world that he has spent a lot of his time immersed in. So here we go. So one of the things I'd, I've always wanted to know about you is when did you first either first get exposed to or first get interested in martial arts in general? Long story because it wasn't no, I'll try not to make a long story because but it wasn't just one thing. All right my, my dad it's okay, been a, we have all the time you want. <laughs> uh, my dad had been a boxer. Uh, my mom had been a fencer. yeah, so we'd been playing with a little since I was a kid. Uh, they were both bar brawlers and I'd heard stories right. about that, but that wasn't something I talked about. But the, the story is that my mom is the only person that's ever kicked my dad's ass in a bar fight. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So a little bit of exposure. And then, uh, when I went to college and I was, uh, I graduated 16 and I just turned 17 before I started college. I really want to try martial arts cause there was, you know, my town was so small. There was nothing there. There was nothing in the entire County that I was ever aware of. And I wanted to try them partially because it was supposed to be the way to become a complete human being, uh, largely to get my temper under control because uh, yeah. I survived on my temper for a long time. And it was, it was getting darker and I stumbled into judo Yeah, and it was, it was perfect for me. So that's about as short as I can tell so that story. What was your so when okay, but when you stumbled when you say you stumbled into judo, like tell like tell me where it started. Like, you know, where it, was it just like a was it like a, a studio? Was it like no. intramural? Like what who kind who of or, Oregon teacher? State had um they, they had a judo class in the regular thing, which I took as a gym credit. But in the class they mentioned yeah. that there was also a club you could go to if you want to do extra. So they met three nights a week. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm in, and, and this is the thing at the time, I wasn't really aware that there were different martial arts. I didn't yeah. know that judo and Kung Fu were different things. So uh, I consider right. myself really lucky that I ran into judo and, um, one of the instructors has been a junior national champion. He was, he was the student, you know, so the, the captain of the team and stuff like that. And the advisor had been on, if I recall, Cameron was an alternate. He was actually on the, uh, the u.s olympic judo team and the senior instructor nice. had been on the west german olympic team and so it, it was wow. just really good instructors <laughs> um the uh the thing i love about judo more than almost anything is you can't pretend that you're good when you're doing a non-contact art or you know you you can you can be a completely out of shape guy sitting on the corner telling people they're doing it wrong and people still call you master 
and judo nobody calls anybody master but everyone can get on the mat and show you exactly what they've got and i think at that age i probably could have been swayed by you know mysticism but judo just didn't have yeah. any. it was just really good physics and really good physical conditioning and if you're understood your physics well enough you could beat someone who was bigger and stronger if you if you understood it better than that person yeah but it was you know got me in incredible shape and i was coming off of a farm boy anyway so i was all right for that but right tons yeah. better uh, but in the sense of honing what you already had uh, yeah. yeah well and wolfgang was just a brute for conditioning he was uh, wolfgang deal he he was one that been on the west german team and uh he yeah. He would do the the most brutal ab workouts I have still to this day experienced, and I'm including the military and everything else. But it was, you know, yeah, a million a million crunches, and then hold your legs up off the ground, and they'd press against them, and they have you do your scissors and your flutters. And, okay, down and rest. Oh, back up. <laughs> you know, so so two and a half second rest, and then he'd walk over everybody's stomach while they're doing them after we've been doing things for forever, <laughs> and it's like okay time to grapple <laughs> so we couldn't figure out why he had always been able to beat all this grappling no matter how young we were and it's because he fucking exhausted us to death before we were allowed to but is we had a standing because that was the other thing if you were in the club you were also <laughs> on the oregon state judo team because judo had ranks you, you know you didn't have to compete at the same level yeah. so you could enter as a green belt or whatever yeah. so you're on the judo team and we had a running joke that you could wipe out the entire oregon state judo team if you just caught us after practice because Every practice, every day, none <laughs> of us. Because you were so exhausted. <laughs> none of us could put our shirts on by ourselves. Every day, or every, you know, three days oh, a week, total brutal. muscle failure. And it was so yep. good for me. Yeah. It's awesome. Horrible. Yeah, awesome. So Horrible. good. So yeah. good for you, especially yeah. at that age. Yeah. 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 And so, then, af so after yeah. judo, kind of what came next? It, it, it wasn't after at first, because um, it turns out that Oregon State had something called ASOSU, which would allow students to teach non-credit classes. And there were a bunch of martial arts classes. So I took yeah. everything they had. And I was taking um, uh, Tang Sudo there and then Taekwondo in a place in town and Shitoryu Karate. And I, I was just, you know, a uh, little Wing Chun, just pretty much everything that came up. Some made-up styles I'm pretty sure didn't really exist, but the whoever did them had made them up. Um, and then when Cammy's dad got sick, we moved up to Portland to be here for the last time and looking for judo school, I ran into classical jujitsu and it was, um, the most brutal thing I had ever seen. And still to this day, I would categorize it that way. Kajukimbo's close, but this yeah. was nastier. And again, yeah. it was a great instructor, great physics, but the thing is it was more integrated than any martial art i'd seen and you know th at that time there, there wasn't yeah. mma wasn't a thing yet so there, there were striking arts and there were grappling right. arts and and even with mma right now if you notice they're they're striking when they're striking distance and they're grappling when they're grappling distance and they quit grappling when they start striking yeah. even when they're there um and this jujitsu wasn't like that you were grappling and striking at the same time you would be close enough that you could twist ahead and and punch right. your liver and sweep out the legs while dropping them on your knee. It was just it, everything was yeah. one thing. Oh, it, it's, just brutal. 
Well, yeah. and it's a way to work your brain that uh, I still think this is the best way I've got because it's because again, most people they separate their offense and defense, and they separate. You know, they don't think of striking into a lock or locking to a strike or beating people into a throw. It's not that the system put them back together. They'd never been separated. It had been this way since 1650, 1653. Yeah. And, and I think that with a little more time and evolution, I think MMA will go here. Um, but without the, the battlefield yeah. perspective. But it's because you, you see a couple of the really good players yeah. now who are integrating better than they than they have before yeah we'll see we'll see where it leads yeah okay that's fascinating if you had to pick a martial art to go spend some time playing in right now what would you go play with you know i'm i'm physically incapable of answering a simple question in a simple way so um Yes. So just that I'm talking sort of conceptually versus the understanding, the realities of being over 40. (laughs) Well, it's, um, that's not the part, although that, that is another side thing. There's some things I don't want to do anymore because it's my joints are damaged (laughs) enough. Um, but right. One, one of the things that for years, cause I had, I had one person I really wanted to train with, but I was in a job where, you know, any inefficiency could get me hurt really badly. Uh, so I had my right. thing and right. the worst thing you can have in your head is under stress is two good options. And everything that, that Mac did worked about six inches farther away than I like to work. And it, mm. it's one of those, you know, I could play Taekwondo at the time. Cause that's just tagged to me. That doesn't go into the box in my head, the survival box in my head. But when I was doing the job, I couldn't yeah. blend I couldn't blend two good things. It's the core had to be solid. You had to have a decision stick, right. not a decision tree. Um, but now that, you know, right. no one's tried to kill me for about 14 years. So which is good. Answer. We appreciate this. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I, I don't know. I could forward to be honest, but, uh, um, yes. Salat, I think is the one that is most fascinating. Yeah. I've, I've got a friend that does white crane slot and I like the way they play. I like the flow. Um, you've, so you've what do inter- you like about it? I like that so far no one has ever told me we don't allow that and that they, they play more than they sit there and try to get you to memorize stuff. The, the same reason I love working out with Maya. If, you, if you're talking armed art, I would just go flow with Maya every day. It's, um, so uh, you've, you've interviewed here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fun. She is so good. We were at your place once. Oh, I, I don't know if I should say this. We were at your place once, and uh, Rob <laughs> Rob introduced a friend, and and he was yeah. sparring with Maya, and she was so completely fucking with him, just toying with him like he was a little mouse <laughs> and she was a cat, and yep. he never knew. Yeah, he thought he was doing great, and after that, I was like, oh my god, is she just toying oh, with love me it. like a cat with a mouse? And I think I'm doing pretty good. Because she's good enough if she was just letting me, you know, the the princess bride. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I I wanted you to think you were doing well. I hate for man to die embarrassed. You know, she's the the festival swords. (laughs) Um, That's so Maya. Yeah, to have you die embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I love that. I love that. 
Okay. Um, so one of the favorite, one of my favorite conversations with you that you know you may may not remember as long time ago it was in the old house. It's over a decade mm-hmm. ago. You were talking to me about observing people mm-hmm. and you're playing with the concept of sitting in a public space and telling someone's story Yeah, for situational also kind of all the things that come with that. Will you talk about like how you do that? What people might learn about just by doing that simple exercise. There's so much. Um, So sometimes sometimes we do it competitively. (laughs) Which is super fun. So, um, yes. <laughs> so, li- like with Terry, oh, that's fun. Terry is yep. the best, and the the next two are are Tammy and Doc Kennedy. So, um, they're both yep. doctors, Doctor Tammy Yard McCracken and Doctor Bill Kennedy. Um, they're both uh, PsyDs. Yeah. Um, so the game, you just go through you you try to turn off your cognitive brain, just go intuitively as much as possible. And then if someone draws your attention, mm-hmm. let your subconscious tell the story. And so you see, you see two people walk in a mall. Cause we, we do this like at the mall of America when we do Viodai, uh, the violence dynamic seminar. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do a day of active people watching or we used to, we don't know what the schedule will be this year, but it's like, okay, you see that two couple they're um, they have been married for a long time. They're here for exercise. They do this regularly. And so that's all the story you need, right? You aren't trying to look for anything weird or anything extraordinary. And then the next part of the thing is, okay, that's the story my subconscious picked up. Why did it pick it up? And it's like, uh, they're, they're walking close. They're walking in step. Um, but they aren't talking like they need to fill space what's talking is very minimal. So they, they've known each other for a long time. We know that they're here for the exercise because they aren't window shopping. They aren't looking at the stores. They have little code language because they'll look at somebody and point and, and just with a, a look and a glance, tell a whole conversation. So we know it's a long-term relationship. So it's our subconscious is really good at this. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get better, you bring the conscious into it. So you know what you're looking for. So that it, the game is yeah. so simple, but if you practice it, it's ridiculously powerful. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's, that's the piece that, you know, I mean, I, I love this about you and I love it about Rob. And like, I, I only realize like how used to having his powers of observation. I, I am when I go out somewhere and he's not with me because I realize like he, picks up on things. He sees things differently than I do. Mm-hmm. And I realize I'm, I'm a little lazier because I've spent so much time out with him that I don't think about those things in the same way that I used to, because I'm so used to having him with me. Thanks so much for listening to Good Life Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at goodlifestories.com for more show notes and additional episodes please subscribe and consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify or Apple podcasts to help others connect to us. Who do you know with a good life story? I would love to hear from you. Good life stories, creating connection one story at a time.